0: Can you hear me? (sighs) It looks like it, okay, that's good. (sighs) Hello Patreon subscribers, this is Jeff. I'm driving home from work, and I figured, since I am so busy watching horror movies every night, uh, that my best thing to do for an October bonus would be to talk about the movies I've been watching, uh, and the best place I have to do that is here on the car ride home. Uh, so I've got I've got my phone recording and sitting uh, in the little weird alcove under my uh, radio. I don't know I don't know what that thing's for. Uh, at all, but it's there. And I feel like I should probably jam something in this little compartment to to keep my phone from sliding around. And, uh, I can stick this cassette tape case above it. This very dirty cassette tape case for the album Face Value by Phil Collins. Yeah, yeah, that's in there. Hopefully I'm still recording and I'm not, you know that probably covers up the microphone. So I don't think I'm gonna do that, uh, cause that, that's a bad idea. Um, anyway, this month I'm watching 31 horror movies in 31 days, and... I Last year I did the same thing except I would just watch one thing per day no matter what. And sometimes, because I didn't have very much time, that one thing would just be an episode of a TV show instead of a movie. So I watched a bunch of iZombie, which is not a horror thing, but it's about zombies, so it's Halloween themed. I mean, Beetlejuice isn't horror, but that's definitely a Halloween movie, so it was like, you know that stuff. This year, however, I decided I'm gonna watch 31 horror movies, full movies, that I've never seen before. Um, and I will not, like, if I can't watch one during one day, I'll double up on a different day. Um, it's very, very difficult to do that and, uh, record produce and edit two podcasts and and be on another podcast. Uh it's it's a lot of work. Plus producing the extra Patreon content. Um so but uh I'm getting done. I'm getting it done. I'm recording this on October twentieth, so I figure uh I'll talk about some of the movies I watched. Uh, now I have a terrible memory <laughs> Uh, And I don't have this list written down in front of me, so I'm going to go as best I can from memory. And we'll see how many of these I get. Uh, October 1st, I watched Deathgasm, which is available on Netflix in the United States. I don't know about other places. Um, It's a movie from... Oh, boy. New Zealand, I believe. Um, And it's basically... Like uh, an Evil Dead style, sort of goofy, pretty gory, uh, really cool, mean demons kind of horror movie. Uh, With like possession and blood and the end of the world. uh, About a heavy metal band in New Zealand who discovers this evil piece of music and they play it and it starts the apocalypse. and it is a little slow to start, but it ends up being uh, pretty fun and cool, and it wasn't too scary. It was a nice, light way to start out. Uh, I think if you are a fan of the Evil Dead movies, you'll probably like this, because it's got a lot of the same sort of, uh, weird to say, light-hearted gore, but that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's light-hearted gore, uh, <laughs> and... Um, I don't know, it's... I don't remember any of the characters' names. Uh, The plot is very straightforward, so it's not really that kind of movie where you end up... Very invested, but... I I liked it well enough, and I didn't have to pay money for it, so (laughs) go see that. Um, uh, Speaking of movies... don't have to pay money for. I'm going to, uh, going to the movies tomorrow with, uh, past Creepypods to guest, uh, Cassie Kingsbury, and we're gonna see Ouija, Origin of Evil. Ouija? I don't know. It's a make-believe word. Uh, like, it's, they did it to to be the word, the French word and the German word for yes, so we and ya. So, I guess we ya. Is how it should be said, but everyone says Ouija, Um, which seems weird. I don't know, this this is, it's like a karaoke type thing where it's like not spelled even slightly the way that Americans pronounce it for some reason, Uh, or English-speaking people in general don't pronounce karaoke correctly. Uh, But anyway, I'm going to go see that tomorrow. I current last time I checked which uh was like a day ago, it has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is crazy cuz the first movie has like an 11 on Rotten Tomatoes. No one liked it. And this one is a uh, another entry in the franchise set in the 1960s uh about some like grifters who do, like, seances and stuff, but they're they're scam artists, and then, uh, the little girl in the family, uh, uses the Ouija board and accidentally really summons a ghost or demon or whatever, um, which is an interesting conceit, uh, that I, I, I like a lot. Um, and I, uh, I'm gonna do- I think I'm gonna do a creepy Creepypods uh, about that, uh, it's up in the air whether I can find guests, cause, uh, as of this recording, the movie open like, it's not out yet, it opens tonight, uh, in about two hours and twenty minutes or the first, like, showings, the, like, 7pm showings, um, so I don't know who's gonna be able to see it this weekend, uh, Cassie probably can't record because she's got a weird mic. Um, I'll see if past guest Katie can be on. I was going to get a new guest, but they're too busy. Um, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I might get someone brand new like I did for Blair Witch by just posting in my uh, podcaster's Facebook group and seeing who's going to see the movie. Um, I... Was it gonna? Oh, the marathon. Yeah, duh. I really liked the second movie I watched, Hush. It's a home invasion movie that's been on Netflix uh, for a while now. I've been really looking forward to watching it, but I wanted to save it for uh, the spooky month. Oops, sorry, I bumped the phone there. I wanted to make sure I was still recording which I am. I'm going to put it back down now. Um, yeah, I uh, I liked Hush a lot. It was really, really good. Um, it was... Uh, it's a home invasion movie about a deaf woman. Uh, she's an author and is uh, sort of in this home as a retreat. Uh, and... There, she gets the standard uh, like creepy blank face mask psychopath uh, who just decides to come and try and kill her with a crossbow uh, very similar to Your Next or I don't know how the strangers kill their victims because I didn't see that movie but it's the same type of mask people uh, yeah she gets she's gonna get purged real bad um, and then uh, also in addition to that uh has to cope with having a uh disability that makes it very difficult to um know if she is uh near the bad guy like he sort of figures out that she's deaf right away and is like it's very very tense because he gets in the house without her knowing that he even exists um there's like another victim who runs up and is like banging on the door and she can't hear it uh and it's so tense um and then he's like in the house and watching her and like the way he reveals that he's uh been there is really tense it's the kind of movie where you just uh you slap your hands against the side of your face like kevin mcallister in home alone and you just keep them there for the whole movie your fingers creep over your mouth and you're just going oh no 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 the whole time because it's just so tense and it's so wonderfully paced um and i believe it's the same director who did oculus and who is doing uh, who did uh ouija origin of evil um so that gives me great hope for that movie uh, too, because I really loved Hush. It's so good. Uh, definitely recommend that one. That's probably the best movie I've watched this month. Um, I don't know if it was my third movie, but I know that I watched We Need to Talk About Kevin, which is not explicitly... it's not really a horror movie. It's sort of like a... It's a, got some... it's got sort of the pacing and tension of a thriller Uh, but a plot more like a a family drama. It's got the classic J.J. Abrams mystery box, where you don't really know what's going on in the movie or why. Um, So I'm not going to tell you too much about it, except that uh, it is, if you want something that is in the vein of horror, but doesn't, really have any blood or guts or jump scares or anything like that um we need to talk about kevin is very good uh tilda swinton delivers an amazing performance ahead of her uh her appearance in dr strange which comes out in two weeks um and ezra miller delivers a wonderful performance ahead of his appearance in Uh, Justice League as The Flash uh, coming next year? Is that next year? Probably. Um, So that movie is pretty good. Uh, It's a good... It's less of a scary... uh, Less of a scary Halloween uh, sort of themed movie. Uh, So if you want something that's not too scary this is a good bet. Um, The... The streaming movie service Shudder, which is uh, specifically horror movies, has it on there. And I figure if it's on Shudder, it's fair game to be watched for Halloween times. Um, I signed up for a free trial of that. I'm probably going to cancel it because I don't really like their selection very much. Uh, It's mostly like old uh, horror movies or foreign horror movies. So if you really wanna watch all of the uh, Jew Own the Grudge movies, uh, you can do that on the Shudder app, or if you're really into uh, Italian directors of very, very bad slasher zombie cult movies, uh, they have all those on there. <laughs> That's Shudder-like, as in to shiver, S-U-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Uh Shudder. Uh, I'm not into it, but maybe you are. Uh, boy, what other movies did I watch? I don't remember. Uh, what did I... Uh, I talked about Deathgasm. I talked about Hush. I talked about Kevin that we need to talk about. Um. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, um, uh. Oh, I watched... Uh, I think I was skipping ahead a little here, but I watched Prometheus which I've had on Blu-ray for a few years because it came with my, uh, Alien box set. Um, it was like 20 bucks to get all four Alien movies and Prometheus on, uh, Blu-ray. So I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, so far I have watched Alien, which I had already seen. Aliens, uh, which I did not like as much as everyone else does. It was a perfectly fine movie, uh, that's probably about half an hour too long and doesn't really get going into the last 45 minutes, which are awesome. Um... Alien, on the other hand, is just a perfect film. Front to back, it's like the best movie in the universe. It's amazing. Watch it. It's so good. Uh, if you haven't seen it for some reason, go buy it immediately. It's, a, the, it's like the best movie ever made. <laughs> it's, it's up there. Uh, it's really good. It's tense. It's cool looking. Uh, the special effects have not uh, aged poorly the way even, like, Star Wars has a little bit, um, because it's, like, it's not just all practical effects, it's all practical effects and, like, on-camera stuff. There's little to no, like, superimposed or green screen type stuff, which sort of looks bad in retrospect. Uh, it's, it's so good. It's so well-made, it's so... Just go watch Alien if for some reason you haven't. Uh, It came out almost 40 years ago. Just go watch it. (laughs) Jesus, what are you doing? Uh, Prometheus. Yes, back to that. Uh, Prometheus is the Alien prequel no one asked for about the aspect of the film no one cares about. The seed for this movie was Ridley Scott saying, I've always been curious about exploring how the space jockey from the beginning of Alien got there. So if you don't know, at the beginning of Alien what ha- like the re- the whole inciting incident is they're in hypersleep, they're just like a mining vessel, uh, and they're in hypersleep- or are they junkers maybe? I'm pretty sure it's a mining vessel. Uh, and they're in like suspended animation and they get woken up because a distress beacon goes off, uh, on a nearby planet and they the ship has automatically rerouted to go answer it uh and then they go down to land on the planet and there's like these this these giant this giant room they go into with this like fossilized giant person in like a huge looks like some sort of weird pilot seat um and, like, everything is just so big and strange, and this person is clearly, like, 20 feet tall. Uh, and then there's an adjoining room where they find the alien egg, and John Hurt gets the facehugger, and that's how the movie sort of gets going. Um, but Ridley Scott focused on what happened, how did that guy get there, and then he made Prometheus, which does not really answer that question, Uh, it also does not feature a, uh, the titular alien of the Alien franchise. Um, I don't like to call it a a xenomorph because that word just means alien, uh, and is just corporate BS Wayland yutani talk for unknown alien species that we want to turn into a bioweapon. Um, anyway, it's... It was an okay movie, it had a bunch of really good actors that weren't given very much to do. The main problem with the movie is the screenplay, which doesn't make sense or answer any of the questions it proposes. The only cool sequence is maybe half an hour from the end of the film, uh, Nomi Repass, uh, I think that's how her name is pronounced. Uh, Nomi Rapaz, her character gets a monster up in her guts, similar to uh, the larva that the chest burster, the larval form of the alien. Um, but she goes into the med pod um, and programs the automatic surgical tools to cut her open and take the monster out of her as it's trying to, like, burst through her skin, and it's so weird and cool and gross, and then she's just, like, hobbling around for the rest of the movie in her, like, ratty, utility astronaut underwear with, like, stitches and wrapping and blood all over the middle of her. And she's just so—she's—that actress is so good at being in distress. And Ridley Scott actually pays some attention to, like, having good, interesting shots and camera work uh, in this sequence of the film, of her just, like, running down hallways trying to get away from monsters and bad guys. Uh, It's just... it's so... That whole sequence is so good, and it's surrounded by garbage. Just, like... It's almost like the movie studio The Asylum, the people who make, um, like, Transmorphers and, uh, uh, Snakes on a Train, um, the, like, rip-off Fool of Grandma DVD movies, it's like they decided to make Alien, because all the monsters are, like, just copyright dodge Alien rip-offs, which... They don't have to be because Fox made the movie. It's not like a secret alien prequel. It's a part of the alien franchise. They go into the space jockey type room. It is obviously a different one though because the guy gets out of the seat and goes and does other stuff. He doesn't just like die there and freeze and then you're like, oh, that's how he got there to be at the beginning of Alien. So it's a little stupid. Like, why bother? Um, But, uh, Michael Fassbender also did a good job in addition to Nomi Rapaz. Um, Idris Elba is in this movie, and he does almost nothing. Charlize Theron is in this movie. She does a, a little bit more than Idris Elba, but still almost nothing. Um, there's a bunch of weird British actors and, uh... I think, like, an Irish guy, and I don't understand what they're saying or why they're yelling so much. Uh, but they're in the movie and don't do anything... I don't know, it's just such a... The problem is that it's a Damon Lindelof script, and that dude doesn't know how to write movies very well, um, it's... it's an issue. Uh, there's these, like, tall, pale boogeymen and... You don't know if they're good guys or bad guys. And they, like, eat this mysterious goo, and, like, the first shot of the movie is these beautiful waterfalls and stuff, and this guy, one of these tall space jockey guys that they call the engineers in the movie, eats this mysterious goo that for some reason causes him to, like, fall apart into dust. We never really learn why. Uh, we don't really know what the goo is. It might be nano machines. It looks a lot like if you've seen John Dies at the End. Uh, it looks like the um, the the goo from that, the soy sauce. Uh, it's just this like twitchy black goo, and it doesn't really. The movie doesn't go to any effort to explain why it turns this guy to dust or why the dust falling in the waterfall afterwards is a bad thing, and then the movie skips to Earth in Scotland where, uh, Nomi Repass and, uh, Logan Marshall Green, who I... I only know his name because I saw him in The Invitation and was like, hey, that guy looks just like Tom Hardy, uh, and I feel bad because he started getting fewer roles when Tom Hardy got famous, uh, even though he's not a bad actor. It's just, he looks just like Tom Hardy and doesn't have the name power that Tom Hardy does. Um, anyway. They are in a cave in Scotland and they find these cave drawings of these, like, tall people pointing at this constellation in the sky, and they're like, we found this in a bunch of other places, too. This must be the people who made humanity. And they don't explain at all why they think that this is the case, they're just like, Oh, they're tall, and they're pointing at this constellation, and we found the constellation. I think, me, Nomi Rapace, I think that it's—what's her character's name? Elizabeth Shaw. I'm Dr. Elizabeth Shaw, and I believe, without any evidence pointing towards this, that these tall beings made people, and then they go to that planet. To find these beings that made people at the behest of the Wayland Corporation, uh, and its CEO, Guy Pierce, in the absolute worst old man makeup I have ever seen. Like, just hire an old person. It's that bad. He looks like something out of nothing but trouble or, uh,. Like, bad grandpa has better old man makeup. Is that what that, yeah, that's the jackass one. Dirty grandpa is the Zac Efron De Niro one. It's it's just a nightmare. It's like, it's this serious movie and then Guy Pearce who can't be much older than like 40 is playing a hundred year old man and he's in terrible makeup. And he's obviously evil because he's the head of what will become by the time of Alien, the Wayland yutani Corporation. He's P or Wayland or whatever. It's just so dumb. Uh, but they go there and they find a like body of one of the engineers. And that part is really cool. They like bring the head back to their ship and they like, powered up with electricity to do something to it, and then they turn off the power, and it still is, like, the face is twitching, and it starts, like, bleeding the black goo, and then the head just explodes. And that part's pretty gross and cool. Um, And then they examine the DNA, and they're like, people, this is very similar to human DNA, so I must be right that they made people. But there's no, that's not, your, it's, it's begging the question. You can't assume, it's circular reasoning. You can't assume these people made humanity and then look for evidence to support that. You have to assume nothing. You can say tall beings are po- are drawn on these walls pointing at this constellation. The only assumption you can make from that is that that constellation has some significance to early humans in many different regions, and that they may have encountered some kind of tall being, that might even be a leap. The only thing they confirm by going to the planet is, yes, that did have significance, and there were tall beings, and those tall beings very likely, but not definitely, visited the Earth at some point, and are humanoid tall beings. It's like, the movie is presenting us with these scientists who are so not scientists like at all. The reason Alien is so good is because nobody in on the ship is a scientist. They're just blue-collar people, and they have to deal with a monster. And it's hard for them, because it's a monster. But... The stupid uh, Prometheus ship is like all scientists, and they do such shoddy work finding evidence and making observations. It's like, what are you doing? Why? Anyway, Prometheus is a controversial movie for sure. Uh, It's beautifully directed and beautifully designed, it has good music, it has some good performances. The whole cast is great, but there are only a few good performances because the script is awful. Uh, anyway, maybe watch that. If you're really hankering for alien, an alien movie, watch Prometheus, I guess. Uh, if you can find just the scene of uh, Nomi Repass doing surgery on herself, absolutely watch that because it's amazing uh, Michael Fassbender plays a robot in it and that's pretty good um, yeah, that's it that's all I have to say about Prometheus I mentioned in there John Dies at the end which reminded me that I watched that for the Halloween Marathon also and it was it was fine, it was not bad but there were no bad things about it Uh, there were, actually, sorry, there was, there was some bad CGI, but there were a lot of really good practical effects, um, the cast did an okay job, it's just, it's based on a book that is not served very well by an adaptation of this kind, um, It should have been like a TV series, because the book is sort of episodic in that way, and they had to remove a lot of stuff to fit it in like an hour and 40 minute movie. Uh, Yeah, but I liked it fine. I would say, uh, if you're thinking about watching it and you haven't read the book, uh, go read the book. Or, if you've seen it and you haven't read the book, go read the book regardless of my recommendation here, it's gonna be go read the book, because the book is good. It's, like, really good. The movie is, like, just okay. It's a very straightforward adaptation that just removes a lot of the more interesting and large, uh, ideas of the book, uh, and sort of neuters some of the characters in a way that's not my favorite, Um, but it's, yeah, it's fine. It's on Netflix. It might even be on Hulu. Um, That's John Dies at the End. Directed and written by Don Cascarelli, who made all five Phantasm movies. Uh, Yeah, it's fine. Then we've got, that reminds me, I also saw... Castle Freak and Reanimator. Castle Freak is kind of boring. Uh, it was recommended by Stuart Wellington, one of the three hosts of The Flophouse, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, Castle Freak is on Hulu from director Stuart Gordon, who makes sort of weird, gory Lovecraft adaptations. He made Reanimator, which is a Lovecraft adaptation. From Beyond, which I don't know if it's a direct adaptation or just a loose one. Um, he did Dagon, which is a direct adaptation, and he did Castle Freak, which is a direct adaptation. Um, it's not bad, uh, it just wasn't particularly scary, and the gore was not, uh, cool or fun. It was, like, gross and upsetting. Uh, and I kind of was expecting from a movie named Castle Freak and from how much, uh, Stuart Wellington liked it, I expected it to be, like, really cool and, like, awesome in, like, an Evil Dead kind of way. Uh, sort of the way Death Chasm was. But instead, it's this, like, family that's being torn apart and they move to this castle that has this abused, uh, like, naked... Skinny, twisted, mutant man, uh, the titular castle freak, living in the basement, and he breaks out and, like, kills all of them. Actually, I don't remember if he kills all of them, uh, but it's got some interesting stuff. The daughter is blind. It's implied, maybe, that the dad of the family, uh, well, no, it's stated directly that the dad of the family uh, is at fault for the daughter being blind and the family's uh, other son, other child being dead. Um because he got in a car accident driving drunk a few years ago. And it's implied that the dead son actually survived and is the castle freak. I don't know if they ever stated it outright. Um but he is He's definitely like a weirdo. Ooh, ooh, sorry I'm sleeping. I liked Castle Freak okay. It's fine if you want a bit more of a serious and creepy Halloween movie. Um, but if you want something fun, I recommend the movie I watched right after Castle Freak H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's Reanimator. The- is it. Is it The Reanimator? No. The full title of the movie is H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator, based on a story by, you guessed it, H.P. Lovecraft, what is his name, Herbert Philip Lovecraft, does that sound right, uh, it's called, it's, uh, the short story it's based on is called Herbert West Reanimator, uh, and that movie is so fun and cool and weird and gross, it's just like, it's exactly what the title says, it's about a reanimator. You get a real creepy Frankenstein type guy who's like, I want to bring stuff back to life, and he brings, like, a cat back to life, and it's, like, a gross zombie cat. And he brings, like, a couple people back to life whose, like, heads explode from it, and, like, blood gets everywhere. He brings this one dude back to life, uh, and the dude's head becomes, like, the main bad guy. And then, like, the last 15 minutes of the movie, everything just goes so crazy. The movie just gets crazier and crazier. I definitely recommend it, like, 100% enthusiastic, thumbs up, go watch Reanimator, um, it's like gross and weird, it's got, uh, a little bit of creepy sex stuff, so maybe if you're uncomfortable with that, avoid it, uh, I don't think there's any, I mean, there is definitely sexual assault in the movie, um. And it's not played for laughs, uh, but this movie came out in 1986, so it maybe was played for a bit of horror movie titillation, uh, just because that's kind of the gross, uh, misogynist past of movies, especially of this type, is they're a bit exploitative of women. both in terms of sexualizing them, and then brutalizing them with violence, Um, but that scene is a very small part of what is a largely, uh, it's fun for the audience, but part of the fun is that all of the characters take everything very seriously, but the things they are taking seriously are, uh, patently ludicrous. Uh, sort of events. It's just like I don't know. It's very, very good. I loved Reanimator. Um, highly recommended. It. It's between that and Hush for the best movie I've seen so far. Um, what's my recording at? It looks like I've been talking for half an hour at least. Oh boy. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head any of the other scary movies I watched. Uh, oh, I guess just recently I watched what's it called? We uh, we are still here. That movie's pretty fun. Uh, it's like a ghost movie. It's got a couple good jump scares. Then at the end, everything kind of gets crazy. Uh, it's got Barbara Crampton, who was in Reanimator, except it was made thirty years later, so she's like a middle-aged, slash, old lady. Um, It's got some decent performances. Yeah, I liked it fine. Uh, That's fun if you like a good haunted house story. Um, Oh, Housebound is another... that's another haunted house one. I really liked Housebound a lot. It's not very scary. It's got a couple jump scares, but it's more in the vein of Shaun of the Dead, or Cabin in the Woods, where it plays with the structure of a horror movie, but sort of uh, with the tone of a comedy. It's mostly the main character. The main character's under house arrest at her parents' uh, creaky old house, Um, because she's a delinquent. I think this is another New Zealand one. It might be Australia. I'm sorry if you're from Australia or New Zealand. I can't really tell the difference between your accents all the time. Uh, it's... the main pleasure of this movie is that the main character, rather than being scared or, uh, or like, angry, which is sometimes a reaction, like in Paranormal Activity, um, Mika gets very angry at the demon, uh, and Katie is very scared and those are usually the two you get. This main character is just like annoyed. She's like, Ugh, I can't believe there might be ghosts. (coughs) (coughs) Oh, sorry, excuse me. And that's very fun. Um But yeah, that one is also on Netflix. Most of what I watch is just on Netflix, because that's what I have. Sometimes I watch Hulu or HBO. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna go now because I'm starting to lose my voice, uh, because I didn't talk all day because I work in a place where I don't have to talk to anyone. Um, so I'm gonna go now, and I'll have another one of these up probably next week, and I'll prepare a little more by looking at the list of movies I've watched and trying to remember them. Peace out. Happy Halloween!